Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? It's going really well. Very happy to be here as always. Man, we got a fun episode today, one that is overdue. We are finally hitting you guys with the mastering the legends of our friendly robot, Pathfinder. Before we dive into that, though, we want to make sure you know to join us on Discord to chat Apex, find teammates, and receive third-party updates. Links in the description of the episode. If you want to support the third party, please consider checking out our Patreon page. You can get a ton of different benefits on there, including ad-free listening, hanging out with us, replica weapons, exclusive merch. We have a big announcement coming out this next week on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. If you want early access to that, really good idea to join the patreon so thank you to all of our current supporters and uh here's to many more appreciate it all appreciate all the support but let's go dive right into it as we always do on saturdays and we're gonna go into mastering the legends but we just need to say that for all the people that you know have kind of come to us and said hey pass a little overdue which we know he's overdue for mastering We've done two full episodes on Pathfinder, on his lore, and the story of the journey he's been on in terms of buffs and nerfs. So let's just, we love the robot. He's been on the cover art since day one. Had to say that and had to throw that in there. Yeah, and it's a bit embarrassing that he is one of the last OGs for us to do. Um, We were just really banking on the fact that he was going to get a, a big change in the form of a passive and we were <laughs> holding out holding out holding out and then we kind of changed our structure to just do one legend instead of yeah. split them two ways and path kind of just got left out because revenant had his kind of time to shine and mm-hmm. i feel bad but that's no longer here. no longer though and for anyone new to mastering the legends This segment is a full episode in which we pull from our own expertise, maining the legend, playing them for hours, and then a bunch of exterior research we do to provide you what we consider the most in-depth guide that we can come up with for a specific legend. And this time, we're going with the legend that saved the Outlands, the absolute fan favorite, a third-party favorite, Pathfinder, who has been in the game since the beginning and... Man, has he seen a journey from the most dominant legend to sitting somewhere in the middle? People said he was unplayable for a while there. He's just been on such a path that we've done just so many episodes based around that journey and all. But despite that, Pathfinder's absolute optimism and great design keeps him as a legend that people always love. And so today we're going to talk about our favorite Marvin and how to master him. You a big Pathfinder fan? I know you a long time ago you mentioned that he actually might be one of your favorite characters in the game, not like outside of gameplay potentially. Oh yeah. I think his the voice actor behind Pathfinder, I think, mm-hmm. is some of the best. Um he's very enjoyable to play. The kit is very fun, but yeah, the, the personality is definitely there for me. It, you know, you said at the top We've done two episodes already around the theme of Pathfinder. I mm-hmm. think the one about the story, and we called it the plight of Pathfinder. Yeah. I believe that's a Patreon exclusive. Oh, okay. It may be. It 
it may not be. But what's interesting is Pathfinder has been on this kind of brutal journey in game where we felt for a long time he was being bullied. You know, mm-hmm. we go into that a lot. But the truth is, maybe under our noses, maybe not, Pathfinder today and for the last few seasons has been a top performer. Mm-hmm. Pathfinder is currently the top four most popular picked legend in the game. Mm-hmm. And it's very healthy, like 10% pick rate, very strong. So maybe if you forgot about Pathfinder, you felt like they nerfed him into the ground. Based off of public opinion, that is not the case. Mm-hmm. Very viable, very fun, very powerful. Definitely a legend that you should not ignore until the very last episode of Mastering the Legends. (laughs) Well, let's dive into it, though. We're going to go into each ability. And one thing I think to keep overall in mind with Pathfinder for a theme is we're going to be talking a lot about skill today, as he's an interesting legend in that his abilities and how you play them can be maximized in an incredibly unique way that a lot of other legends can't. And he can also have a very low floor where you're really not optimizing him at all. And that's something I just wanted to touch on real quick before we dive into each thing individually as kind of this overarching topic. We're going to start with the passive, though, which is a little bit of a sensitive topic because Path does not totally have a passive kind of. So Pathfinder was the first legend to have the survey beacon, and he still has it now. So as we know, you can are located around the map. 12 beacons that when scanned by a recon legend now reveal the next ring location round by round. That means more than 50% of POIs will have a survey beacon spawn based off your map. And the survey beacon takes 10 seven seconds to use. And I just want us to revisit it because anytime we talk about a recon legend now and introduce them into the game, we're like, they have the beacon. They're awesome. But let's revisit it on the power of the beacon because it's something... I think we think is a given with our audience, but maybe new listeners, maybe we need to continue to talk about this more. But we just talked about how to increase your KD. Positioning was one thing. Rotations are another way to really, really up your level of play and help you get wins in Apex Legends. So whether it's team or individual knowledge, knowing where the location of the ring is and being able to secure what we call a power position is incredibly invaluable to really have in a game of random variables talk to me a little bit more about the beacon i know it's what probably your favorite ability to ever touch the game like it's a third party staple at this point we love it (laughs) yeah always be scanning the beacon um this is the most powerful passive in the game in terms of winning the game um Mm -hmm. the fact that it has been diluted and given to the entire recon class um is really why we're having any sort of hesitation as to the strength of Pathfinder's passive. This totally. is a game changer. It is incredibly powerful. It's a must use. The sad thing is not every player and not every Pathfinder fully takes advantage of this sort of information. And the one thing that I try to explain and practice myself is you can simultaneously play very aggressive while also scanning the beacon. Totally. Knowing where you're going is always good if you take a detour to third party that's fine as long Mm -hmm. as you have the information that okay i can stay here another ring or i can't i want to go here faster so it's like 
always scan the beacon, even if you're playing really aggressive. Like totally. Unless you're going for a 20 bomb and you're having that perfect game and you really don't have seven seconds, <laughs> then scan. <laughs> I think that's very fair to say. And Pathfinder, he does, well, he doesn't have a passive. He does technically have a little extra bump and it's called insider knowledge, which was new to both of us knowing that this thing actually had a name. But the zipline gun cooldown, so Pathfinder's ultimate, is reduced by 10 seconds each time Pathfinder scans a beacon. Up to four rings per game means the total cooldown of a zipline gun can go from 120 seconds to 80 seconds. Also, scanning a survey beacon fully charges Pathfinder's ultimate. The reason we're giving this a hard time is it's not really like a super important part of a passive is because he has to use the passive that's given to other people and some of these other people that have this passive can also fly or see through walls and that's a tough comparison to have you're laughing but it's true you're telling me that pathfinder's oh passive is God. that he gets to <laughs> gets to use a zip line 10 seconds faster but val can just fly and <laughs> see her has wall hacks as everybody would say oh my god it's it's laughable it's it's so ridiculous and i don't want to come off the wrong way but it is very funny and it just kind of comes down to the fact that well why why does pathfinder yeah. not really get a standalone passive like valkyrie or seer you hit, i think you mentioned it earlier his pick rate his like pick, he's dominant he's, he's so already up there yeah he like, doesn't need, doesn't need more. Yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of a joke, but the reality is Pathfinder is excellent as he is. Mm -hmm. He's very solid. No doubt about it. That is not the thing we will be harping on here. This has just been, I think, a long running joke for at least a year now, it feels like, with Pathfinder, especially because we've just been huge fans for so long. I felt like we really pioneered the survey beacon in the podcasting space. <laughs> But I think we did a couple tips for this passive that kind of go with the passive outside of everything we ever told you about how to play and use the beacon. One, make sure you launch your zip line if you have it before scanning a beacon. You know, you'll get the tips on zip lines later, but having them throughout the map in those early to mid games could, you know, it could provide some necessary movement randomly. And otherwise, you'd just be wasting an ultimate essentially so feel free to launch that thing if you're about to scan the beacon and you already have it um and then the other thing i'll throw in as well is you can still scan the beacon even if you're playing with another recon legend that has scanned the beacon and revealed the location for the cooldown on your ultimate to still decrease which is something i think some people may not particularly know but kind of an interesting thing there yeah we will talk more about the ultimate of course um but do you think that it is important to decrease that cooldown? Like it's it starts at 120 seconds. Yeah. You can knock it down 10 mm -hmm. seconds each time. Is it an objective of a Pathfinder player to scan a certain number of times? So I think here as a person that's played in main Pathfinder for so long, like I do not see it as a objective. I don't see it as like, oh, I need to get my zip down to 80 seconds. So that way I can use it more. We'll dive into the ultimate later, but I think it's a nice bonus. It's a cool little thing. 
I do not believe it is going to make or break the game for you as a Pathfinder player. If we were talking like an Octane pad or something, yeah, then it'd start to hit more of an objective. But his ult is unfortunately not in the same stratosphere as some of the other ultimates in the game. I, I think that the the passive being able to fully charge the ultimate just kind of makes it easier to scan because oftentimes a survey beacon is in high ground. It might take a bit of finesse to grapple it. So you can just lay down the zip line, go into it, scan it, and you have it again. So you're not really panicked about totally. wasting it or using it. So yeah, I, I have to agree on the whole cooldown passive buff. Mm -hmm. it, you don't need to be doing it, but that should stop you from scanning. Exactly, exactly. But let's talk about the bread and butter of path and the tactical, the grappling hook. So obviously you grapple to get to out of reach places quickly. That's the description for this ability. I think it's one of the most beloved abilities in Apex Legends from its Titanfall origins to really being the first big movement ability, considered to be one of the highest skill cap abilities in the game and for very good reason. Maximizing this ability is incredibly difficult. We're going to dive into it and give our tips on how to do it. Um, I will say, like, even myself who's played Pathfinder a crazy amount, like, I am still not near what a peak Pathfinder player can be with this grapple. Like, the skill cap for the pros on this one is something unlike all other abilities. But starting with the cooldown, this is a fun one. Pathfinder's tactile is a 10 to 30 second cooldown. And it is based on the distance that Pathfinder travels. The further and faster you travel, the higher the cooldown. In general, that 10 second cooldown is only going to ever come if you grapple, hit an object, and then it instantly cancels because you still hit the ground, you hit your crouch button or something along those lines. So you're really not going to end up on that 10 second line quite often. You are more so going to be going towards that mid to mid 20s to late 20s for the most part with a successful grapple so breaking down the grappling hook a little bit more it attaches to the first object it hits and include this includes other players and zip lines the max length is 21 meters and the circle and path crosshair will turn blue to indicate when an object or surface is in range the grapple can also attach to crypto drones lobos black market and watson pylons so this deployable stuff very much is still in play for path it's canceled if hit by a rev silence. I don't think I've ever had that happen to me in my entire life, but we want to make sure you guys know all the information that's out there. You've Watch played some out path for those too. Revs. Yeah. Do, do you, have you been sniped by the silence before while you're swinging through the air? <laughs> Not yet, but I will. I will give out a big reward to somebody who can. Hey, if you snipe me while you hit while I'm grappling through the air with a rev silence, I'll give you the kill. Like. 100%. I will, I'll drop my weapons at that point. You deserved Done. it. You earned it. It's an insta kill. Yeah. Um, another kind of interesting note to thing on terms of interactions by aiming with your movement stick or mouse to either side, when you hit your grapple, you can swing in that direction after being attached rather than straight ahead as you naturally would. If you just hit your tactical and then didn't move at all It's important to note though, turning more than 90 degrees which is kind of hard to take note of in game and stuff and connect but turning more than 90 degrees will break the grapple most of the time so you can't get too extreme if you're one of those high sense players that's just flipping and sliding all directions left and right 
Let's dive into some more tips, though, and then we'll bounce back and forth, maybe some commentary on this one. But this ability is really all about momentum to cover long distances at a very fast rate. And that's what sets it apart from the other movement abilities. You know, a lot of people used to say the quick repositioning was Pathfinder's bread and butter. And with the low cooldown tactical that it used to be back in the day, I think it very much was that. It's what drew me to Pathfinder for a very long time. But now we have characters like Valk, and in comparison, Path just doesn't do it as effectively. So how do we get those big momentum, long grapples? Try to get that max grapple length for those long distance things. The more you can fly through the air, the more speed you'll pick up and the more momentum you'll have. Jump at the end of the grapple once it hits to create more height. And so when that grapple hits the surface, I think this is a completely necessary function to get used to if you're going to want to improve as Pathfinder. The difference between a grapple, attach, and then you kind of just let it pull you versus attach, jump, and you start to fly through the air is going to be a major difference. And then generally, if possible, sliding on the other end of the grapple is going to be another way you maintain your speed. And that's going to also go into that cooldown and when it starts versus stops and how long it is. So these long distance grapples are really important to note. And it's kind of this, I think it's it's the power and fun of Pathfinder right now that is probably working towards that 10% pick rate of keeping people really engaged and has this very high skill gap. We've seen like in arenas where people will mention that Pathfinder is the most effective legend at getting the heals. Doing so, though, is so incredibly hard for people. And so that's why there's this interesting conversation around, I think, how effective is Pathfinder all the time for most players. Next piece of tip, the big grappling hook plays may often result in you falling from really high, which will result in a second or so of fall or stun time. So that means you can't move after landing. It's Horizon's passive. That's how you get around that. Just an important thing to note. Nice thing about Pathfinders, when you disconnect the grapple, your gun is up and so you can shoot in the air. But know that once you hit the ground, you're going to get that shock animation and kind of be vulnerable for an instance there, especially if you're trying to jump straight on people, which somehow everyone on a robot tends to like to do. Another tip in general, get creative. Pathfinder is all about hitting people from unexpected angles, flanking mid-fight, and with this ability to cover ground in such a quick way, that's how you're going to work towards maximizing this tactical. The mid-fight grapples are something that can really throw off an opponent in a gunfight. Like If you are 1v1 looking at one another, which is not a situation you're always in, but hitting a grapple literally in between the two of you, jumping up in the air, it's very hard for an opposing player with all the other variables in a fight around them to suddenly aim upwards and then behind them. It's just not natural for how you fight a legend, essentially. And this is a kind of maneuver that can also draw enemies' attentions, making things easier on your teammates. Essentially, I think the point I'm trying to make is don't be afraid to use this ability in a fight for a quick little reposition. Use it to take high ground if you need to. I mentioned it's not as effective at Valk at doing so. That doesn't mean you shouldn't not do it. Really, this is one of the keys of Pathfinder's tactical. As we mentioned, covering distances, path tactical is great for doing so. And this name is coined the super grapple for those super, super long ones. And 
this is kind of a nice thing to note. Path is just an effective legend with this ability to chase down legends, a straggler, post-fight, or even in those sad instances where you grab your teammates' banners and you're trying to get away as fast as possible. Pathfinder's Tactical is one of the abilities in the game that can really let you do so effectively. Another fun tip, hitting someone on a zipline with your grappling hook will cause them to instantly fall off. This is just the clips that have come from this is absolutely crazy. They're top notch. And so while this ability is not what it once was back in the good old days from the combination of balancing changes that were hit it and other legends being introduced, it's still a very, very effective ability that has a high skill ceiling and don't be afraid to use it. The more you use it, the more effective it'll be. And that's one of the overall keys. And that's probably the golden rule for Pathfinder's Tactical. Use it as much as possible unless you can walk from point A to point B and there's no enemies around you. Then please don't waste it because it might be a getaway that can keep you alive in a fight. <laughs> yeah, th- that idea of like wasting the grapple to do something that you could just do by walking is something that I know the pros talk about a lot. Yeah. You know, not wasting an ability because it's so valuable. Um with the grapple being that way, it's such a precious resource and it kind of has that variable cooldown. Yeah. Do you think that it should be used for those sh- short repositioning? You know, because it can be used to get up two floors or just yeah. get to a quick piece of high ground in a fight. I think the the way in which I like to look at it is in a fight. I'm like, will this help me close out a fight faster? We talk about speed as kind of being a really important thing to avoid third parties. And so like, yes, maybe maybe a Valk flew up two stories and you know your teammate did some damage to her and you could climb up, go through the stairs, do whatever you want to kind of help you close out that fight. I am willing to per se burn my grapple to be able to finish a kill quickly and overall get to the looting phase of a fight faster. I think the worst thing, like we talk about with ultimates, is it sucks when you die having it. I think that's kind of the perspective that is worth taking with Pathfinder's tactical. And in that same vein of kind of like how we always talk about with, and you love to talk about is like, if you are, two teammates are dead, and you were saving your tactical to be able to escape and get away, that's just not a position you want to be in. Maybe you could have changed the fight by being able to use that tactical early on. So I'm willing to use it even with the precious resource that it is. Yeah, I have to agree with that. And it's important to emphasize the fact that Pathfinder's grapple is the fastest, best way to reposition. Mm -hmm. It has a lot of competitors. You have Loba, you have Horizon, and you have Valk. Valk is slower. Horizon is much more telegraphed, and Loba is stuck in this ability where it's definitely um, <laughs> it's not a slow, pusher, but it, yeah. it's very risky. I think about mm-hmm. many situations where, if I were to had had a grapple, sometimes when you send it in a direction and you're maybe shocked by, okay, one of my teammates just got crabbed, or there's two enemies exactly where I'm about to land. Loba, you have no choice. You're going mm-hmm. there and it's very bad. Pathfinder, you do have that kind of mid-air acrobatics that you can do to try to pull mm-hmm. away. The other thing that I'll say about the grapple is the long-range abilities is really nice. Mm-hmm. But 
you got to be careful and not isolate yourself. There's a balance between being aggressive and being stupid. You know, Mm -hmm. you can't always take a one on three. Mm -hmm. So making sure that you are using the long range to flank, but not be so isolated and so that you get focused. Yeah. One of the downsides with the changes that have happened to the grapple is that it's a entry or an exit. It's no longer a both, which is what it used to be. And so doing stuff like we always talk about singling out a player. If you and your teammates crack somebody and then they go behind cover, like you said with the speed, there's no other legend in the game that can close the gap and be on that person's head in no time. That is awesome and incredibly effective that person's by themselves. But if you jump in on them and there's two teammates within 15 meters of them, well, you just turned your three on three where you had an advantage into a two on two and you'll die pretty quickly because of that. So towing the line, understanding when to push and when to pull is uh, definitely part of the key for being a successful pathfinder, no doubt. Before we get into the ultimate though, here's a word from our sponsors. Okay, so the ultimate, the zip line. It's a staple of Pathfinder and it's a staple of Apex Legends. You get to create a zip line for everyone to use on that 120 second cooldown. As we mentioned, can go down to 80 seconds by scanning the beacon. It has a max length of 100 meters that you and your teammates can travel on. Four zip lines can be active on the map at once. And you also get to zoom in 1.5 times while preparing to launch a zip line. That's something a long time ago we like to talk about for having a free scope back in the days. It's not really as big of a deal now when you get to compare it to Fuse's zoom on uh, ultimates. And so just a nice little thing to note though. Um, for some tips, for some zip line tips. The zip line can attach to most surfaces, even those that lead to out of bounds, but by definition are not not part of the frame of the map. So you have to think like the edges of the map. Essentially, it won't let you travel along the perimeters, but you can find these spots where these mountains in the middle or buildings, if you're on Olympus or something, otherwise unreachable, you will be able to launch there, which is a nice little tool. It means that Path can use the zip line to create some really unique angles for rotating, positioning and fights. Um, the clips are always great of people saving their teammates that fell out of bounds with the zip line. It can, it's almost like a rescue line in that way. Um, that's not something that's going to be a every game thing. Hopefully, hopefully you're not playing with a teammate that likes to jump off the map all the time, but important thing to note. Um, I think most people also think of the zip line as team mobility, as the main ability of it. And oh, I'm not saying it can't be that. It totally can. There's a lot of situations where that's not going to always be the case. Because of this, don't always hesitate to use it for yourself and use it as often as you can, especially if you get that cooldown shorter with it down to the 80 seconds. The craziest tip I think that I have to mention and give, and I think it's it's the thing that separates we talk skill gap, the pathfinders that are very good from the pros and the greats is this zipline concept of launching it at an enemy on a flat surface straight ahead of from you so that you can bounce up and down on it, making yourself difficult to hit. I like to think of it as like a vertical strafe, essentially. 
it requires an obscene amount of practice. It's incredibly difficult to accomplish, but a mastering Pathfinder without this ability in mind, I feel like would be a disservice to the robot himself, but it's not one I don't think you can count on if you're picking him up for the first time. You're definitely going to have to practice. A zipline concept in general, it makes you vulnerable. They are quite noisy when launched, and they keep you and your teammates moving on a straight line at a constant speed. You can jump maybe once or twice, but no longer can you you know, do the spam jumping to make yourself bounce up and down and be incredibly difficult to hit. So you will get shot at if you're on a zip line, and that makes it very difficult to use this ability to attack and try and take high ground from a team. If you launch your zip line at a team that's positioned up high and they happen to be looking at you, do not take that zip line because you will die. You will get lasered. So use the zip line in combo with the beacon to get you and your team to the high ground before enemies so that you can defend it proactively before having to attack it retroactively with the zip line. Also, important note, enemies can use your zip line, which means that if you and your team used a zip line to get to high ground, you can be followed. This is good and bad. I just mentioned how vulnerable a team can be on the zip line. That works for you as well. If someone wants to follow you, nice, easy target. You can get some easy kills because of this, uh, but it also provides a new way for another team to get up there if possible. So it, it is this tough back and forth with the zip line. I think uh, it's an ability that we used to really, really love, and it's by all means solid and effective, but it is tough when we start to compare it to some of these other team movement abilities in the game that I think it gets compared to a lot of the times. But in general, this is going to be a tool that you can use often and you can use to impact how you're playing a game. The competition for these team mobility ultimates has totally just been ramped up to another level um, in today's Apex. Also, the way that the map is designed has changed drastically. I mean, there are way more zip lines pre-made into maps and mm -hmm. high ground and power positions are completely restructured so that you don't need a Pathfinder mm -hmm. as much as you used to in the early days of Apex when it was very essential to have a Pathfinder just to be able to secure the high ground in an end game situation. Um, OG Kings Canyon, it was like, you're either going to take a Pathfinder zip line or you're going to take a jump tower to get to certain spots. Yeah. And, you know, for better or for worse, the Octane jump pad can pretty much get you anywhere a Pathfinder zipline can at this point with the ability to hit a vertical jump now with a double jump. And that yeah. was a big differentiator for a long time and is no longer the case for this ability. Yeah, and Horizon's tactical. Totally. Jump done yeah, pretty quickly yeah. too. And then Valk's ultimate can get you even further in terms of verticality. Um, and there's no trail, you know, they can't follow mm -hmm. you up there. So there's a lot of competition. I will say that the first thing you can change directions or detach from the yes. zip line. Um, many, many seasons ago, they made it so that you can't jump up and down. Um, mm -hmm over open space, um, but you can do two or three times before being forced off of the zip line. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely stay moving um, and jump when you absolutely need to. But the other thing is, I just think you should be launching a lot of zip lines. And I no know doubt. you said it, but it's an important thing to do because it's on such a 
fast cooldown. It's not always applicable. Launch them. Launch them to get you further in the ring. Launch mm-hmm. them to get to the top of every building. Like launch them behind you to get your teammates to move faster because you grappled ahead. Like use it all the time because mm-hmm. Pathfinder doesn't have a lot of team utility. If you mm-hmm. look at the in, the entire recon class, he is severely at a disadvantage. So you got to make up for it. And the zipline is really not to be discounted at all. It isn't the greatest team mobility thing in the whole world, but mm-hmm. it's still there. And if you want to master Pathfinder, you have to maximize that ability. Totally. And I totally think we should emphasize it even more in the wise. Use those zip lines. You don't have to save it like some other movement abilities to use as a getaway. For the most part, if a team jumps on you or a third party comes, you're not going to launch a zip line and escape because of, like we've mentioned, the vulnerability on the zip line in combination with the ability to easily be followed. Octane, you can still be followed, but sometimes people maybe won't find the pad or something immediately. Pathfinder, it's quite obvious. And so it isn't this ability you need to save to be like, I have a get out of jail free card for me and my entire team. Maybe occasionally you can get away, but it's not something you can count on. Yeah. Another way to just say that is you have to prepare to use it. Mm -hmm. An octane jump pad, no prep needed. Uh, Wraith, there is preparation, but you can still do it as a get out of trouble because of the invincibility of the tactical and while using the portal. If you're in trouble, it takes time to launch the zip line and you're vulnerable on it. So Mm -hmm. kind of a double red flag, it's best to use before a fight going into a fight to get the high ground or pushing towards the ring towards better positioning like just send them forward faster more momentum we talk about how people like to use the loba tactical to just Mm -hmm. go as fast as possible get to the ring you can do that for your entire team with the pathfinder ultimate it's a great use of it is focusing on the rotations and positioning that's the crux of pathfinder's kit is How do I get my team from point A to point B as fast as possible? Speed is my middle name. Some people may say it's Octane. Got a really good argument for it, but Pathfinder is very, very, very good at it as well. And yes, the largest portion of his kit is going to come down to the tactical, as we mentioned, but definitely make sure you're maximizing the other abilities while you can. As the resident playing against a Pathfinder all the time, HB, walk us through some of maybe counters essentially to the pathfinder playstyle. yeah when we when we master other legends there are clear counters to different play styles yeah. and abilities pathfinder may not have direct counters to his abilities but say in a situation pathfinder gets their shields cracked and grapples the high ground in order to heal mm-hmm. uses their abilities out of the legends Um, With any degree of vertical mobility, we have Valkyrie, Loba, Horizon, and Octane. The best counter would be Pathfinder. Just Mm -hmm. to chase down this knock. Mm -hmm. Best way to counter a Pathfinder is another Pathfinder in this specific situation. Mm -hmm. But in all honesty, if we look at the other options available, Horizon's ability to quickly reposition the entire team to high ground is the best counter to Pathfinder in this situation. Mm -hmm. However, the acrobatic ability of the grapple is just unmatched. 
we already kind of touched on the Daredevil, but Octane's Launchpad is the best at chasing mm-hmm. down anyone, including a rogue Pathfinder off of a grapple. Um, however, it should also be said, because this is Pathy's episode, the grapple is so much more low profile as a faster individual movement ability if used with a high degree of skill. Yeah. It, it just kind of comes back to this you mentioned like two key things, the individual movement ability, the high skill, and the acrobatics. It is that combo right there that makes Pathfinder this high skill legend that we are kind of constantly referring to. Um, but yeah, he's definitely got some counters now more than ever, and the maps are starting to counter him a little bit as well, like you previously touched on. There used to be places only Path could zip you to that now have zip lines with easy access, so... It's quite unfortunate, but he's still he's still holding true towards the top of the leaderboard. Let's talk about the team comps for Path and how you can hopefully maximize him. So Pathfinder is, I think right now, a really fun legend to play. You know, like you mentioned, 10% pick rate. I think in terms of meta though, he's kind of in a difficult spot of being like a top choice for hey, I'm going to win this ranked game or the pros are going to do this. And because right now we kind of believe the most powerful team comp is Blood, Gibraltar, and Octane. We're seeing maybe a little bit of shift in the ALGS from that, and we're going to touch on that soon as well. But as of right now, I think this is what we would still say is the best. And so if you look at where Path fits in that lineup, essentially Path is going to play your entry fragger, mobility legend, which in that above team comp equates to Octane. But what that means for team building, though, is when you build a team around Path, he's normally going to fill the role of a movement legend. And like Valk being in a recon class, Path can still provide the intel of the beacon as well. So due due to being a character that toes the line between intel, but not as effectively as Bloodhound, and movement, but not as effective for the team as Octane, you have kind of some options. So two examples, Pathfinder, Octane, and Gibraltar is a nice team comp and then pathfinder bloodhound and gibraltar are a nice team comp guys we love gibraltar over here at the third party pod incredible versatility he's going to find his way into a lot of comps but as we mentioned path kind of toes the line between these play styles of recon and mobility so one kind of way to look at it is stack him with the other legend So you can really dive deep into one side, either movement or intel, in an extreme way to try and play into that as a team and get extreme positioning. Octane, bounce pad, bang. Pathfinder immediately launches a zip. You're covering ground as a team faster than anyone else in the game at that point. And that's something really cool. Path and blood, scanning beacons, scanning, always be scanning, like we're kind of always saying. You can do a lot of stuff in that way. Do you want to comment on that before I get to one that includes Rampart so you can uh, celebrate? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think that if you can amplify Pathfinder's strength, which is the grapple and this fast mobility, the best way to elevate it is to not slow him down. So put Pathfinder with legends that can keep up. Mm-hmm. And in different ways, that could be Octane or Valkyrie or totally. even Loba and Horizon just to to round it out. And so if you just stack the deck on mobility, you can have the most offensive team composition with Pathfinder um, when played correctly. Totally, totally. And you'll see a lot of like your three stacking pubs teams be that 
Octane, Pathfinder, and insert whatever mobility legend you want there as the third. And that's very popular. Bloodhound fits that too. You know, the ultimate does Mm -hmm. give Bloodhound the ability to keep pace with Pathfinder and Bloodhound in the heat of battle. Yeah. You'll have really fast in-fight mobility with Bloodhound and Path still together. So it's really nice. The other comp I love to mention is Path, Rampart, and Bloodhound. You replace the Gibraltar with Rampart. You sacrifice some of your in-fight versatility, but you create the ability to be bit more aggressive early on with Sheila now, but also using Path and Blood's intel to work ahead and set up defenses and claim power positions. Caustic could also be thrown in there potentially instead of Rampart. Um, but I think this is kind of like the OG play style of Path is yeah. put them with a defensive legend, get from point A to point B as a team as fast as possible, and then use the intel of blood and the defensive legend to try and close out that game. Now, this is a, a perfect way to sum up how do you strengthen the positioning elements of Pathfinder's kit. And Rampart is the poster child of that because mm-hmm. if you can get her and her tactical and ultimate and passive up into high ground, the whole team is going to benefit immensely. And Pathfinder is honestly the best at that. I mean, you could say that Octane can do it and other things, but if we're just focusing in and we don't want to get separated, the zipline is the best way to keep the team together, I think, because you can shoot it backwards. You know, you mm-hmm. can shoot it to the side. You don't have to have everybody lined up to hit this pad. Um, and so I think in many ways, Pathfinder is the best at making sure that you're scanning and getting to the high ground in any area. Yeah, and and then the last thing I'll throw in on that Octane Path comparison is if you are, say you're endgame, you want to get on top of a building, you're there first, and the only way to get up there is to use an ability. So you say, okay, I have a Pathfinder on my team, I have an Octane on my team, which one should we choose? I think a lot of people might immediately go towards the Octane. It's easy, it's fast, and you'll get up there no problem. The Pathfinder Ultimate One of the negatives we said is that you're vulnerable on it and you're easy to follow. If you're up there defending a position with Rampart and you know where a zipline is, you can defend that a lot more easily than a rogue octane pad where people can kind of come at you with random random angles with the double jump and God forbid tap strafing until uh, that gets removed. So there is a nice like defendability with using Pathfinder to take high ground, essentially. Con is that it's not as effective on our latest Olympus map, potentially in doing so, but hopefully we'll be going towards a different direction with this King's Canyon split. (laughs) That's right. But that wraps up Mastering Pathfinder. Guys, if you have any other tips or tricks, feel free to come in, discuss it on Discord, Instagram, Twitter. We love the chat. We always, always after all these mastering the legends wind up hearing some other kind of cool way to use an ability that we maybe didn't mention. So it's always cool to be able to discuss that and share it with our community via those other channels. It's always a great time to interact with y'all over there. Anything else you got to say for our friendly robot before we wrap it up? He's a favorite around here. Uh, mm-hmm. It was too long without giving him the the proper mastering. The uh, positivity will always be welcomed on my team. Last thing, though, before we head out, five-star question coming from Apple Pods, coming from Isaac. 
Isaac asks, should there be a battery limit of four in arenas? Personally, I am offended. I believe I should be able to carry as many as my backpack can hold. Hashtag bat life. This one hits you close to home, Henry. <laughs> yeah, pretty funny question. Um, you know, I, I think that we're being a bit silly with this one. Obviously, bat life, most valuable heal. Love them. You should have as many as you possibly can. In arenas, though, I, I do think this cap does make a lot of sense. Um, there are batteries to loot in the map, so you can get more on top of just the ones that you can purchase. Um, but it's kind of about playing smart and playing in the confines of arenas. You know, you do keep in mind the heels of the other team and draining them down is an element. So if that could be almost infinite with just an obscene amount of bats, I think that number one, it would cheapen how many would play the game uh, but also i think you just kind of lose sight as to what you're there to do and what you're there to do is kill the other team so yeah i think that it's okay as it is but i'm with you bat life i agree i think you well said it, it would change up play style potentially on some maps in a way that i don't think arenas is totally built for and honestly we wouldn't be recommending you use all your crafting material no on that many bats the guns are going to be your number one priority always so i don't know how much of a difference it would end up making isaac but fun question as always appreciate it that's going to wrap up the show thank you to our producer of the third party 10 who supports us as a dropship captain on patreon subscribe on apple pods drop a follow on spotify leave a five star review with your question we'll answer on our next episode follow us on instagram and twitter at third party pod and check out the discord via the link in the description Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. We will catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs>